But what it's really changed for me is the nature of my relationship with my customer, right? It's a different way of communing with customers because every time I interact with customers through this advocacy program, I'm giving something back to them and they appreciate it. It's like it's growing this affinity for my brand, right? The appreciation by the customer for the vendor is growing everything they actually do when they advocacy. That is Jim Williams, the VP of Marketing at Influitive. And if you haven't guessed it already, he is talking about one of the hottest topics in B2B marketing today, advocate marketing. For those of you who don't know, advocate marketing is all about helping marketers discover, mobilize, and recognize their customers with the goal of driving referrals, references, reviews, and word of mouth recommendations. While the term advocate marketing is fairly new, the strategy certainly is not. Uh, word of mouth marketing uh, isn't new, right? It's uh, it's something that's been around a long time. I remember when I first came into the business of marketing and became a practitioner. I remember hearing about word of mouth marketing, and it was always something that everybody really wanted, but nobody knew how to create. You want people talking about you in the marketplace. You want that buzz associated with your brand, but it's it's just something that has to happen organically, right? You have to have the right product at the right time. Um, yeah, and your marketing can help, and certainly your customer experience, but it's it's just going to either happen or not happen. And when it takes fire, it's a powerful thing, right? That's changed quite a bit, right? And what's changed is, you know, this idea of whether or not you can engineer word-of-mouth marketing. And there's a couple things that have, have changed there. Number one is the rise of social media, and even more important than social media, social communities. So The social web means that any buyer or consumer can basically connect with any other buyer or consumer with a little bit of research. So, so just as Josh, like tonight, you're it's your Friday night, and you want to go and try out a new restaurant, just as you're going to go on Yelp and, and read reviews from people that are just like you, and you're going to trust their opinion uh, much more than you're going to trust the, you know, the website of some restaurant. Oh, well, in the B2B world, because of the rise of social media and social communities, I can go and People just like me that are trying out new products and services that are solving real business pains. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, it's just more comforting for me and less risky for me to rely on the words of, of people that are in my role rather than the promises of some marketing campaign or some slick sales guy. And so today more than ever, this idea of advocacy or word of mouth is more powerful and more important than ever if you want to hit your business objectives. And I think what's unique is now there are platforms like Influitive uh, and tools that allow you to systematically cultivate advocacy, kind of ignite that passion, mobilize your followers to go out and say the right things in the right places. So it sounds like something like advocate marketing really, you know, couldn't have happened or existed as it does today, at least, you know, 10 years ago or so, because there wasn't that, you know, th those tools available, at least, you know, maybe from a software perspective as well as social media, right? Uh, that's right, really. It's, it's, I think much more is the rise of social communities and uh, the social web um, that's uh, kind of provided the impetus behind platforms like Influitives. I will say that this idea of getting people to say great things about you, we've been trying it as marketers for a long time. I mean, we ask customers to participate in case studies or testimonials, and the way we do that is we get on the phone and beg them for help, you know? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, in the sales organization, they... Uh, you know, sales people individually, they ask customers for referrals. They sell one person, then they say, hey, do you know anyone else that you could introduce me to in your network? I mean, financial services and financial advisors do this all the time. They're looking to build their network by relying on the, the networks of people that they sell to. Or other discrete programs, like reference programs, you know, or 
software beta programs or voice of the customer programs. There are all these discrete little programs that operate in pockets around the modern enterprise for years. And what we're trying to change is the notion that they should operate in silos and that it should all be for the benefit of the brand or vendor. Like if you kind of flip that on his head and you start to say, what do our customers really want from us, right? If you start to think about like, why would your customer agree to be a reference or to do a case study, you start thinking about the social capital they're trying to acquire, the status they're trying to acquire, the expertise they're trying to project into the marketplace, and you build a holistic program around cultivating that, well, you can get a heck of a lot more advocacy from your customers. I talked to Jessica Cross last week, and I sort of, you know, had a similar question. It sounds almost, you know, too good to be true. So, I mean, is it is it an algorithm like a, you know, an EverString has, or how, how does the software sort of build this list of, of advocates? That's a great question. Uh, no, it's not based on algorithms, but there is a lot of science behind it. And I think of more of like the science of psychology to tell you the truth. Our platform, though, to break it down, is called Advocate Hub, and you can think about it as a, a community. It's a form of community. Now, that word community um, has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people, especially in the B2B space or the marketing world. Social media people think of like their Twitter followers and Facebook followers as their community, and uh, a lot of organizations think of their tech support for, uh, portal as their community as well. But we're talking about something different here. We're talking about uh, a community of professionals um, that you invite into kind of an exclusive program which allows them to showcase their expertise and their knowledge um, and in return for doing that in a public way you systematically recognize them in some cases reward them but you give them the things that they desire the most you give them access or you give them status or you give them power to say impact the direction of your product roadmap um, you give them a sense of belonging. That's something that as humans we all crave, a sense of that we want to be part of this tribe. And that's what our platform does. It's a way to cultivate that sense of tribe, you know, in order to ignite the passions of your customers and have them go share their successes and their stories with, with others. And I'm curious too, uh, you know, with any sort of new industry or I guess a newer niche, you know, software play in the MarTech space, there's always a couple of challenges. And I'm curious, uh, what would you sort of say is the biggest thing that advocate marketing is sort of up against right now? <laughs> There's a bunch of things. So trying to figure out the biggest one at any given time is always a challenge, right? It's a challenge <laughs> of marketing. Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple, though. Number one is, I don't know if you, you're familiar with, there was a, an event a couple of weeks ago in San Francisco. It was put on by Scott Brinker called uh, the MarTech event. And it basically is a celebration of all of the tools and technologies that a modern marketer can use. There's 4,000, 4, right? There's a lot. There's 4, a lot 000. of them. Basically, with a swipe of a credit card, I can start using most of these products. Um, and that is our number one challenge. Our challenge is not whether people believe in advocacy. It's that, oh, my God, I have so many other tools I can pick and choose from to solve a variety of problems in my go-to-market strategy. How do we get advocacy up onto the radar, above the fold, if you will? All right, so that that's that's a challenge for us too, right? Is is kind of getting marketers to wrap their head around the idea that hey, maybe the best voice for their marketing efforts is their existing customers, not their next email campaign or personalized widget or on and on and on and on and on. Right? And so that's a bit of a challenge for us in getting to market. When we do get to market, there are some other challenges. Number one is the primary owner of the customer experience is poorly defined in the modern B two B world. 
there are client services departments and customer success departments, there's marketing departments, there's sales departments, there's product. Which one of those is responsible for owning the end-to-end -end customer journey? And a lot of companies are struggling with that question right now. When we say, hey, advocacy is part of your overall customer experience, right? It's the pinnacle of the customer experience. You're trying to get prospects to become customers, to become satisfied and loyal customers, to become vocal advocates. And so who's the person that actually owns that journey? That's a bit of a challenge. And then lastly, one of the challenges we face is the skill set of the people that typically run advocacy programs needs to evolve. It needs to evolve quickly. We tend to sell to people that are customer marketers. And for a long time, customer marketers have been responsible for doing things like organizing user groups or annual user conferences, sending newsletters, etc. And what we're trying to say is, no, 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 you have a much more you know, profound impact on the, on the success of your business, right? You have a much wider scope of responsibility. You are, you are, your job is to systematically delight your customers to the point where they'll go out, you know, and, and talk about you in the marketplace. And that requires creativity and it requires communication skills and it requires the work, you know, the ability to collaborate with a variety of people across the modern enterprise. And those are skills that a lot of customer marketers are still getting their arms around. So, so there's a bit of the, you know, evolving the skill set of the champion, if you will. It's an amazing role, we think, in the modern enterprise, right, the customer marketer, because it's this essential bridge between the CMO and the head of your customer success. But there's just a lot of ground to be made up in terms of skill set and training and expertise. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious too, I mean, how, Jim, uh, do you guys suggest to your customers that you measure a, a program like this? What what sort of the, what do the KPIs look like for a program like Influitive? Uh, you know, as you're dealing with maybe, you know, a flipped funnel, it's a little bit more, you know, tricky to, to look at and measure. So what, what would you say is sort of a, a KPI for an advocate marketing tool? That's a great question. I think about it in terms of levels of, of impact that you want to measure, right? And, and the first one I believe are just uh, operating metrics. So that's where most people start. That is uh, the basics. How many people have you attracted into the program? How many people in the program are engaged and are advocating today? And what type of things are they doing? Meaning, how many more case studies did you get? How many more product reviews on third-party websites? How many comments in blogs did you get? You know, how many people agreed to become a reference or did a reference call, right? That's just like basic activity. And platforms like ours allow you to scale that significantly. Right? Think about it, it's like going from picking up the phone and calling a bunch of people and asking for help to you know, executing a campaign, just like you would in any other marketing system, executing a campaign to create advocacy. So those are kind of your baseline metrics. The next level up I think of is revenue impact. At the end of the day, most of the companies we sell to are their growth-oriented companies, and they're trying to drive revenue. And so we look at things like influence opportunities from advocacy, like how many of those acts of advocacy actually touch your pipeline, the speed of your pipeline or your sales cycle. Can we actually decrease the amount of time it takes you to close deals through things like reference calls and case studies and testimonials? And then finally, how much pipeline or revenue is actually sourced through things like referrals? Uh, for us, referrals are a really a key metric. It's a bellwether of an advocacy program is how many net new opportunities get created when your customers kind of open up their networks and start to share them with you. So that's kind of the revenue thing. And the third one is the higher order metrics 
these are harder to get to, but are equally part of the domain of advocacy. And that's lifetime value. Lifetime value is a really important metric in uh, tech, especially for SaaS companies or cloud companies. That is the amount of time customers stay with you, how much more products or services they buy from you. And your lifetime value is, is influenced by things like your retention rate, um, your upsell rate, your cross-sell rate, and to a lesser degree, your customer satisfaction scores or net promoter score. Those are things that can be influenced heavily by advocacy. Not only just the fact that you have an advocacy program, but the fact that you know when people see other customers talking about you, they are more inclined to stick with you and you know kind of redouble their efforts and use more of your product or services. Is advocate marketing more about retention or acquisition? Because it seemed like from that answer, you sort of had both ends of the spectrum pretty well covered. I, it's absolutely an even combination of the two. And this is really funny, Josh, because when we started the company, this has been an evolution for us. We started the company really focused on how advocacy, the act of advocating, can help drive your company's growth. So if you think about that, anytime you're buying a product or service, the thing that prevents you from saying yes is this sense, this like, you know, haunting fear that you're going to make the wrong decision, right? It's yeah. like the risk inherent in purchasing something. And anytime you can find evidence of people like you that have made that decision and are happy about it, wow, some of that risk, that fear dissipates and you're more likely to buy. So that, like we started saying, hey, the more people that can be advocating, the faster your pipeline deals will move, the higher your conversion rate, maybe the better your deals, et cetera, right? However, as we deployed these systems, we kept hearing our customers come back to us and say, oh, yeah, 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 sure, I got tons of referral leads. My reference program is a lot bigger than it was. We got all these product reviews and case recap. I got all that stuff. It's great. It's having great impact on our sales. Sales team loves it. And so it's honestly a balance of both. Obviously, this episode is sponsored by Flip My Funnel. Uh, you were a very, very important person at the conference in San Francisco. And I think there's a, they just announced a couple new ones coming up, Austin and a couple other cities. Um, but what, what Jim, was, was the theme for you at the Flip My Funnel Roadshow uh, in February in San Francisco? Uh, the theme for me, um, honestly, was I view it as the next stage in the evolution of B2B marketing. And it's kind of moving to a stage uh, that I think requires the best of your investments in technology and your creativity in order to think much more like a salesperson. Right? Like this is, I, I believe really that account-based marketing is marketing trying to do the role of sales through their, through their capabilities. You know, if you're a salesperson and your boss tells you you need to win 10 deals this quarter, you don't go and target 200 companies. You target 10 great companies and you start calling on them, right? And when one drops out, you pick up an 11th and you target them. But that's not the way marketers have been operating. Marketers operate, hey, if I need to close 100 deals, I'm going tar to target a million people and send them content and then <laughs> winnow them down through this funnel, right? That's just the way we've been operating. That's the way I've been taught to operate. Those are the systems we built, the process we have in place. And ABM flips that on its head and says, Think like a salesperson. Why doesn't marketing go after those 10 great accounts too, just like a salesperson would, and use all of the technology and all of their skills and personalization and content to try and convince 10 companies to buy? Um, and for me, that's, that's a profound change. It's actually a very big change. It's one that, like I tell you, internally with Influitive, we're, we're, we're embracing account-based marketing and we're struggling with the best way to build our team around it, which tools to use and everything else. It's a profound change. At the same time, it's greatly 
satisfying because it kind of frees you from what I call the tyranny of the funnel, right? Like <laughs> this this idea that I got to pour in thousands of names at the top to get a 0.25% conversion rate at the bottom. You know, like it, it frees you from some of that. Well, with with something like advocate marketing, I mean, that makes those you know those folks, those champions for your brand, that much more important because. If you know you're only targeting ten companies and a company that those ten companies respect is saying that you're great, then that you know that makes it all that that much more powerful. So, exactly. Jim, how can our listeners find out more about you and about Influitive? So, Influitive is pretty straightforward. Go to Influitive.com. That's I-N-F-L-U-I-T-I-V-E.com. You can get a lot of great free content there about the advocate marketing space. You can find me there or at Jim C. Williams on Twitter. It's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again, Jim, for joining me today. Really appreciate your time. Great episode. And uh, look forward to uh, hopefully reconnecting again and doing a, maybe a follow-up interview on Advocate Marketing. That's great. I hope to see you at one of those Flip My Funnel roadshows. I, I do enjoy them. And thanks, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity. And to find out more about B2B Nation's Marketing Edition, check us out on iTunes, Twitter, or SoundCloud. We would really appreciate if you could subscribe, follow, or rate us. Thanks for listening.